Hey legends, welcome along to Scheme Me Up Body. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into some more of Star Trek Discovery in this episode. And uh, yes, this is episode three of season one. Context is for Kings. Now, this episode has a little bit of action in it. Uh, a lot of science jargon in it. Uh, you know... Star Trek, going back to the old days of, you know, really, really going to town on the the sciencey side of things. So there's a heck of a lot in that there, which I'm not really going to cover. But uh, essentially, this one here is set six months after the beginning of the war. Michael Burnham has been imprisoned for life for mutiny. And at the beginning of the episode, she's uh, on a prison ship that has been... Uh, Unexpectedly transferred, you know, she's, uh, this is when she eventually ends up on the USS Discovery. It's amazing that for a show that's entitled Star Trek Discovery, you don't actually get to see the Discovery on screen until episode three. But at the beginning, this uh, prison ship has been... Uh, it's been, it's been attacked by these like space lice sort of creatures that feed on the, the energy of the ship and the the pilot of the ship actually has to go down to the hull to uh, get them off because if uh, they don't do it in time the ship will end up uh, drifting with no power until they actually freeze to death or starve whatever it may be and like it's Burnham that explains this to the rest of the passengers on there and uh, these prisoners that's with her really only get to know who she is at this point and uh, Burnham is pretty much at, in this episode she's you know resigned herself to the fact that she, her career is over she's done what she's done uh, at this point Everybody else is afraid that they're going to die in space. She's more or less just accepting the fact, well, if it happens, fair enough. You know, everything that I was is gone, essentially. So, uh, while the pilot is on the hull, the, the cable that's holding her on the hull breaks and she floats off into space. And the prisoners are stuck in the shuttle alone. And they're rescued by the Discovery. And tractor beamed into the... The shuttle bay, and uh, the thing that kind of struck me in this part of the episode is like, what happened to this person that fell off the ship? Did they just leave her floating in space? But uh, never addressed again. This woman just disappears. It is what it is. So they end up on Discovery. They get a look around it, and uh, they start to see that it's a science vessel, but there's a heck of a lot of military personnel involved in this as well. So it's uh, the discovery itself is a bit of a mystery to Burnham and the other, these other guys. So uh, they are Starfleet, you know, they have to feed the prisoners. So, you know, they go to get something to eat and the other prisoners, knowing who she is, um, fully blaming her for the people that died at the Battle of the Binary Stars attacker in the the canteen and uh, she holds her own, beats them down at which point she's taken to meet the captain 
of the Discovery, uh, Lorca, Captain Lorca, uh, interesting character. Um, I've watched this season before, have seen it all, but uh, I actually just the week that was released, uh, the episodes as soon as they were online on Netflix, I watched them every time one was released. If memory serves, they weren't all released at the one time, so I think they were released weekly. But uh, I watched them as they came out anyway. And uh, I've got a fair memory on what happened, but in saying that, a lot of these episodes were coming out. Uh, you, you notice, like yourself, whenever you're on the show, uh, they're released on a certain date, and most of the time they seem to land at midnight a lot of the time. So I was literally, you know, having to get up for, to go to work. At four o'clock in the morning, I was sitting around about midnight, waiting the night before, waiting for the episode to drop. So I'd be sitting half asleep watching the episode. So it's nice to sit down with the box set now and actually sit and enjoy them properly. Uh, when she gets to the bridge, uh, she actually meets two crew members that were on the Shanzu with her, and uh, yes, what's his face? <laughs> Saru as the first officer on the Discovery and uh, he is not emotionless at meeting Burnham again but he's very you know one-sided with her and more or less tells her that you know uh, you're a troublemaker you know it's just I know fear, I know trouble when I see it, you're trouble, essentially, you're somebody that should be feared, so, uh, you know, Burnham is feeling the full effect of what she did in the first two episodes, and she starts meeting people, like us here, that are just, you know, we're in the Starfleet, you're not just crew members, you're more like family on these ships, what she was, with everybody in the Shanzu now, anybody she's meeting is just kind of giving her the cold shoulder and taking a wide berth of her, essentially. So uh, she gets to meet this captain, Captain Gabriel Lorca, and uh, there's something about this guy from the word go, you just think, okay... Uh, it's not that at this point it's not that you think that there's something off about him but there's just there's something dark about this captain let's just say uh, I know where it goes and if you don't know where it goes I don't want to destroy it for you on this podcast we're just going to try and you know give the the episodes a little bit of a once over on the the episodes here so uh Hopefully it doesn't destroy it too badly for you, but gives you that a little bit of incentive if you're not a huge Star Trek fan to go and check it out now. Uh, again, these new shows, for me, are enjoyable. I love them. Anything Star Trek, I'm going to sit there and watch it, even if it's terrible. I'll actually sit there and give it a go. And uh, I'm kind of weary about Lower Decks. But I'm, I'm digressing in a major way here. Uh, I just kind of feel it's not really my humour. But we'll see when we get there. Um, she meets this captain and she, they're going to be on the 
the discovery for a two or three days till they de-louse the, the shuttlecraft. And uh, while she's there, Lurka's going to... Lurka? Lurka is going to put her to work. And she kind of tries to get out of it. And she's like, you know, I have been sentenced. I would rather just do my time not get involved. And Lurka's like, you know what, you're... You were Starfleet. Uh, I'm gonna use you. I'm gonna put you to work. I'm gonna win this war as the best I can. I'm gonna use anybody to achieve my goal, and that is to win the war, get people home safe. So she is sent down to engineering to work there on uh, scientific assignments, and uh, she's given these problems to sort out and uh, she spends hours pouring over the context of this in the computer code and she finds an error on it and uh, she goes to the the head of engineering Paul Stamets and uh, tells him she doesn't know she would she needs to know the full context to get through this code but and he's, you know, why the hell would I give you my secrets to what I'm doing in my research? You know, you're literally right now a glorified temp is all you are, essentially. So he's giving her the brush off as well. And, uh, yes, yeah, so she points out this error in the code and whatever he was working on. And, uh, yes, uh, brushes her off again, essentially. She does overhear him. He's an astromycologist. Uh, if that's even a real word, let me just look that up because I've, I've got it on the screen here, and uh, that's not a word I recall hearing before. Let's look it up, see if it is actually a real word. An astromycologist was a type of scientist who specialized in the field of astromycology. Paul Stamets was a together with his friend research party. Well, this looks like this is a word. That is literally just made up for the show. And uh, when you know what it is within the show, how the hell could it be a real thing? This has to be like science fiction flat out. And of course it is. But, you know, you need to look these things up once in a while, just to be sure. Uh, he's talking to this other guy, and they're discussing an upcoming experiment uh, on the sister ship to the Discovery, the, the Glen. And uh, we get to discover more by the end of the episode and what these experiments are. But uh, Lorca, he soon informed uh, of an accident on the Glen that killed its crew. Stan Metz, he leads uh, a boarding party, including Burnham, to investigate and finds the dead crew hideously twisted and malformed. Now, I have to say... For Star Trek, you do see, back in the day, you've seen your fair share of dead bodies and stuff, but nothing really to what you witness in this episode alone. It is, for a Star Trek show, it is fairly graphic, but in uh, saying that, there's a heck of a lot of stuff in the Dominion War that I have yet to see. Again, uh, I'm a fan of Star Trek, lifelong, but... Fairly surface based. There's a hell of a lot of 
DS9 that I need to get caught up on. And uh, I am disgusted with myself to say that, but uh, it is what it is. I just was in a different time in my life whenever that show was been aired and didn't get a chance to watch it properly. And of course, you know, whenever it was coming out, it wasn't like there, there was box sets, but you know, if you're going to collect DS9 on VHS back in the day, that's t- going to take up a hell of a lot of flipping room. Anyway, uh, they get onto the ship to investigate, find all these dead people, as well as a group of Klingons who were killed, and they discover this massive alien creature. Now, that sequence on the Glen is amazing. It looks so good. Uh, you know, all these dead bodies and whatnot. This, there's one alive Klingon in there that they discover, and, you know, you're waiting for him to attack them. And he's standing in this dark hallway and he steps out from the shadows. Uh, Ensign Tilly sees him uh, and she calls him out. He's like, you in the shadows, step out. And so the whole land party is there, armed with phasers, pointing down this dark hallway and this Klingon steps out and you're expecting the warrior to come at them. And, but instead of doing that, he just simply lifts his finger to his mouth and goes, shh. And of course, somebody says, did that Klingon just shush you? At which point he's ripped off and killed by some huge alien creature. Um, Burnham devises a plan out with the creature, allowing the rest of the party to escape to the shuttle after getting what they, what information they can from engineering along with some hardware that was in there that's connected up to essentially everything that's going on on the Discovery it was exactly the same as what was going on in the Glen. But the Glen was more advanced. We discovered that the, the experiments they're, they're doing is using like this uh, microscopic roadmap of the entire universe. And it's like, you know, it's like biology and uh, physics is connected together. So essentially what... If the experiment works, the Discovery can use this network that runs throughout the whole galaxy to pretty much jump from one point of the universe to another distant point of the universe. They can be at any point of the universe in a matter of seconds, essentially, is what they're, they're going for. Um, they get what they can, escape, get back to the Discovery. Uh, Lorca later asks Burnham, Burnham to work with him despite her sentence, explaining that he organised the circumstances that led her to him and as he needs strong-minded people such as her to help win the war. Uh, Burnham challenges him by saying she will not help develop a weapon that goes against the Geneva Conventions. Uh, Lorca, uh, he says he admires her, wants her to be on his team because she knows how to think for herself. And uh, universal law is for lackeys, and context is for kings, is the way he puts it coming up to the end of the episode. He shows her that they're not working on a weapon, but I already covered this. <coughs> but they're working on a new propulsion method. And after their conversation, Lorca talks to his chief of security, uh, Commander Ellen Landry, to ensure his package is safely on board 
Landry has secretly transported the alien creature from the Glen over to the Discovery just prior to them detonating the ship. Of course, everything is on these Discovery and the Glen, two new highly experimental Starfleet ships. One has been damaged, uh, the crew killed. They can't let this fall into the hands of the Klingons, so they destroy the Glen. And, uh, of course, this alien creature is locked up in uh, Lorca's, what would you even call it? His little, uh, little dungeon of secrets and his collection of weird stuff. Like, as a, a fan of Star Trek, if you look about this room, you're going to see a lot of stuff that is familiar from all our Star Trek shows that he has kind of collected over the years. Well, you're led to believe that over the years, but now you think you find out what happens, where this character goes, where he came from. You get his backstory later on. But uh, a lot of familiar stuff in there, but this creature is locked up behind a force field and not happy at all. And at the closing of the episode, you see Lorca walking to the, the window of the room. And the camera pans out and you see the whole ship and then it, you know, warp them out. And uh, you do see a real dark side to the character at the end of the episode. So, uh, <clears throat> as far as the, anything else that happened in the episode, it was just a lot of character building and whatnot for picking up where Burnham is now at and, uh, a couple of the other main characters and just kind of cementing some of the, the new people in there. And uh, Ensign Tilly gets a lot of screen time on it. She is like the, you know, she's like the bottom of the ladder in this episode. She's fresh on the Starfleet. She wants to be a captain one day. She's very distrustful of Burnham. They end up in uh, roommates on the Discovery. Uh, but Tilly is at the beginning, you know, there's there's times you can tell she wants to be more friendly to her than she can be. If the, the secrecy that's going on in Discovery, she can't tell what's going on. There's this whole black alert thing, which is them doing their experiments and trying to use this drive to jump the ship forward, but the Discovery was only doing small little jumps where the Glen was jumping the different regions of space. Uh, but by the end of the episode, Tilly opens up and she wants to be a captain one day. She's read up on everything in Burnham and uh, her captain. And uh, interestingly, there was the discovery, of, the discovery, the conversation was uh, cut short by a book Burnham's unpacking at the end of the episode after accepting her. Battlefield Commission, essentially, from Lorca, and there's a book she takes out of her bag, and uh, Tilly's like, is that a book? Because, you know, that's Star Trek set away in the future, like, books is a thing of the past, nearly, and it is uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and uh, <clears throat> Burnham explains that this book was after her parents were killed, and she was taken in by the, her Vulcan family. Uh, this is the, the book that her, her mother 
you know, or, or Vulcan Muller. Well, when I say Vulcan Muller, like, like Amanda was human as well. Like, you know, so there were only two humans in the house. Uh, Amanda would read this book to her. And Spock as well, who's only referred to as her son, Amanda's son. So, of course, you know who Amanda's son is. You know, sorry, can Amanda. Of course, it's Spock. So, uh, you're dying. Absolutely dying at this point because this is only set 10 years prior to Star Trek, the original series. So, you know, the Enterprise is out there somewhere, and uh, you're just waiting for that to happen. And spoilers if you're this far into the podcast, you're committed, and chances are you've watched the episode anyway. But uh, we do get to see the Enterprise by the end of this season, but uh, sadly, no Spock. But uh, it comes. All good things come in due course. But uh, yes, uh, it was a great, great little episode. I really did enjoy this one. Um, you know, just seeing the the comeback to what happened in the first two episodes and where Burnham's at now was very interested, very well. Very well played and uh, very well acted. Storytelling was great. I have to say now, uh, even though I've said I, I prefer classic Star Trek to the newer Star Trek shows, like I enjoy all of it, don't get me wrong, I've said it before. Uh, if it's Star Trek is in the name, I'll sit down and watch it, even if it's terrible. But you know, someone told me that I had to pick between the two these this new generation of Star Trek shows or the original series Next Generation DS9 Voyager Enterprise I would 100% every time jump at the older shows compared to these ones but you know it is what it is uh, you don't know how people's going to look back on these shows 20 years from now because when the next generation originally came out, everybody was like, oh, this is going to be the death of the franchise here. This is terrible. Like, they're trying to reboot Star Trek. Like, you know, the whole argument with reboots and bringing stuff back isn't an, a new thing. It was happening way back in the 90s as well. Uh, 90s? Hold on. Star Trek The Next Generation it was late 80s, wasn't it? 89, maybe? Let me just check that as well. Let me see. Let's bring up Google here. Star Trek. The next generation. Original. Air it. I love the internet. Yes, I was right. 28th of September 1987 Star Trek Next Generation came out Hard to believe it was that long ago I was only a nipper at the time I wasn't even Gonna give away my age here But I wasn't even 10 years old Whenever this show came out But again It is what it is guys It's flipping fantastic New Star Trek You know Haven't been around since the 60s Since it's 2022 right now and we're still going strong with new shows. I am happy to see it. Um, it is... It is. It's, it's, it's happy-making material for me. 
<laughs> like, I do love my sci-fi in a big bad major way. That's going to do it anyway for this episode, guys. I hope you did not enjoy it. And we'll be back in a couple of days' time with uh, a little chat about the, the original series of Star Trek, which I do believe is uh, The Menagerie Part 2. So come back to the podcast then, and uh, until you do, stay safe and be good. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.